The gospel is the good news of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, but it is only good news to those who hear it. Every believer is to go with the gospel. Today, we study with Scott Pauley what God's Word teaches about becoming a more effective witness for Christ. What does salvation look like? When a person actually comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, believing on Him for their soul's salvation, and He comes to live inside of them, uh, what, does, what does that do in a man? We're talking now about the new birth that Jesus talked to Nicodemus about in John chapter 3. It's powerful. Three times He says to him, You need to be born again. And then this amazing verse, John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. That's the rest of the story. See, the truth of the matter is, the new birth is a new beginning. It's not the end, it's the beginning. And when the Lord Jesus comes in, He changes a man's heart. And those changes begin to show up in the way he lives his life. If you continue through the gospel according to John, you find that Nicodemus is mentioned two other times in this gospel record. The first is in John chapter 7. Listen to the words in verse 50. Now, uh, the chief priest and uh, the Pharisees and all those people, they've been accusing Christ and asking Him questions and deriding Him. Uh, listen to the words John chapter 7, verse 50, Nicodemus saith unto them, and then it says in parenthesis, He that came to Jesus by night being one of them. So he's identified, same Nicodemus. Listen to his words, verse 51. Doth our law judge any man before it hear him, and know what he doeth? They answered and said unto him, Art thou also of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. And every man went unto his own house. It's very interesting to me. They turned on him a little bit, but Nicodemus is starting to exhibit a little more openness to the message that he had first received. Remember, he came to Jesus by night. He didn't want anyone else to know. Now, he's not defending the message of Christ, but he's definitely considering it. And then, the final mention of him is in John chapter 19, after the death of Christ. The Bible says in John 19, 38, And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. Now listen to verse 39. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. Then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen clothes with the spices, as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulcher wherein was never man yet laid. There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. Did you ever notice that the man who came to Jesus in the middle of the night now comes in the middle of the day, 
as an open follower of Jesus Christ and begs the body of Christ and along with Joseph of Arimathea is unashamed to be on the burial uh, crew for the Savior. He, he comes out openly for the Lord. Now we don't know exactly the moment of his new birth, but we see the evidence that he was born again. This is very important. Sometimes people say, well, I don't know when that person was born again. The reality is life is evidence of birth. A new birth brings new life. A new heart brings a new start. Uh, maybe perhaps you've even struggled with what was the exact moment of your salvation. You say, I know I believed on Christ. I know I've called on the Lord to be my personal Savior. I know there was a moment, but perhaps I don't remember the exact date like some people do, or I don't remember all the details like some people say. The truth of the matter is, if the Lord Jesus Christ is living inside of you at this moment, that's the greatest evidence that you've had the new birth. There's new life there. As a matter of fact, I would challenge you to read John's next writing. Now, he writes the Gospel according to John. That's where we've been studying. But his next letter is a letter that we know as 1 John, the little epistle of 1 John at the end of the New Testament. Do you know what 1 John is full of? It's full of birthmarks. Birthmarks of a believer. How can you truly know you've been born again? Well, walk through 1 John. See if the evidences of this new life, this eternal life, are present in you at this moment. Nicodemus was born again, and everyone needs to be born again. And when you're born again, my friend, it truly does bring a change on the inside that works its way out. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I read years ago the story of Tony Bullimore. Uh, Tony Bullimore was sailing alone deep in the Southern Ocean in January of 1997. His yacht that he was sailing in hit a five-story tall wave and was turned upside down. Uh, Tony Bullimore was pinned inside the cockpit. He had little supplies. His fingers were frostbitten. He sat alone in that tiny dark space for four days. At some point, all hope was lost that he would ever be found. Late on Wednesday night, the wreckage was spotted, and sailors were able to perform a daring rescue mission. Amazingly, Tony Bullimore survived. When he was interviewed by reporters later, Tony Bullimore said this, it was like being born all over again. Now, why would he use such an expression? For the record, being saved, salvaged physically, is not the same as being saved spiritually. Sometimes when you talk about the new birth, or salvation. People say, oh yes, I was saved from a car accident, or I was saved from falling, or whatever. Well, God may have spared your life, but He spared it so you'd come to know the truth that you need a spiritual birth, that you need to trust Christ as your personal Savior and have eternal life. But I find it interesting that when this man was saved, he said it was like being born all over again. He had a, a new lease on life, a new look at life. My friend, a new start. A new opportunity for life brings hope out of despair. And there is something greater than physical rescue and that's spiritual salvation. And when you are born again, I promise you, it's going to make a difference in your life. You can't have an encounter with the living God. You can't receive eternal life and not know it. You can't have an encounter with the Creator God of the universe and be saved and there not be some difference on the inside. So I want to ask you to do a couple things today as we near our study here in John chapter 3. And it is this. Number one, examine your own heart. The Bible says we're to do that. Examine your own heart, whether you're in the faith. 
Have you truly trusted Jesus as your Savior? Have you taken His salvation for your own soul's need? If you haven't, let's begin there. Ye must be born again. Then if you have, I want to say to you that others around you are searching. They're looking. Maybe they're asking questions like Nicodemus. Maybe they're not. But either way, I promise you, they need what you have. And you have the ability and the command of Christ to look any man in the face and say, ye must be born again. Get personal with people. You see, you can't witness to the wrong person and you can't tell the wrong person that they need the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Why? Well, in the words of Jesus, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. I hope you'll make certain today that you know you're a Christian. And then I hope by God's grace and help, you'll carry this good news. You'll go with the gospel today and carry this good news to someone else who needs the new birth. Thank you for listening to Enjoying the Journey. Would you like to learn more about how to witness for Christ or perhaps teach these lessons to others? You may order this series in a special Go Kit complete with teacher helps duplicable student guides, and additional training resources. Simply go to scottpauley.org for more information. We would love to hear from you and help you in any way possible. May God use all of us to go with the gospel today.